Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you just a, a quick question. Is it a normal human shortcoming when you take a glass and you go to drink whatever's in the glass, in this case for me, water, and you just completely miss your mouth and pour the liquid all over your, your chest? Is, that a, is it normal if that happens two or three times a week? I hope it is. Welcome into the show. That's how Diesel want me to start. Hey, Bill. You keep pouring liquids all over yourself. You might want to tell the audience about it. What is it? We're nice here. We're honest here, too. And we're going to be honest about some things that are, you know, probably more interesting to you. LeBron James called out the NBA, and our guy Howard Beck, who covers the NBA, friend of the show, did a similar thing with a great question to Adam Silver. We will get into the latest on the Sarver suspension that certainly, as we process it, one year, $10 million dollars having been shown to engage in misogynistic and racist behavior according to an investi- a, a, an independent investigation. Feels like a farcical punishment. We will get into that. NFL bets are coming up. About 30 or 40 minutes. Let's make some money. Last week, I told you, I let my brother kind of make the picks. He went 2-3. and three. We didn't make any money. We're going to turn it around today. Uh, Steve Berline will be on the show. CBS Sports NFL analyst, former player, of course. That's one hour from now. Tommy Muscles, D-Cell's back. Hello, Thomas. Good to have you here, buddy. Good morning, Bill. Glad to be back. Looking forward to your rendition of Buy or Sell and your interactions with your best friend, Andrew Bogish. Um, you missed some, some some musical magic yesterday from, from some folks who called in, one in particular at 855-212-4CBS. Bogish may have been serenaded, and you may get to hear that. It's pretty cool. Little preview, little preview of uh, Rider Than You, the musical. Donovan Mitchell's, I don't know if he's all mad, but he's clearly a little put out that Danny Ainge didn't send him to the Knicks. We'll get into that story. We'll hit a bunch of things. I, I want to start with Thursday Night Football, but first, this just came down. A little breaking news for you to kick off the show. Roger Federer has retired from tennis, one of the greats in the history of the sport, at one time considered a sure thing to be the GOAT, at least in men's tennis. He has been passed on that Grand Slam count. The real the real metric of, of dominance all time in tennis. He's been passed by, by Mr. Djokovic and by Mr. Nadal. But Federer epitomized grace and sportsmanship and what was an almost effort 
effortless, at least it appeared to be effortless level of excellence. Andy Roddick, who won a single Grand Slam and then found himself in the midst of the Big Three era, has said before on this show and elsewhere that playing against Federer was confounding in large part because you would be or he would be, someone like Roddick would be, all these other guys who who could have won Grand Slams would be playing at their highest level. And not only would Federer match and surpass that, but it would look as if he was doing it with utter ease, not breaking a sweat. And coupled with Serena Williams' evolution away from tennis, now she just said yesterday, who knows what I'll keep, maybe I'll pull a Tom Brady, but it's just a reminder, Federer's retirement, which is official, he put it out on Twitter, Serena's, which is in flux, that we are, when you're in an era of all-time greats, and we are, LeBron, I'm going to put Trout on there. I'm just going to do it. He just hit seven home runs in seven games. Let's go. Trout, Messi, soccer, Brady, Federer. When you're in an era of all-time greats, and there's more, you also have to accept that that those guys, those men and women are going to say goodbye and say goodbye to their sports. And uh, incredible athlete, incredible competitor. And I know that we, we annoy people way too soon. Like in tennis, everyone's saying Carlos Alcaraz is the next big thing. Here's the thing, though. He is if he stays healthy. And Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, is a perfect example of this because the guy in his second year, in his first year starting, bursts onto the scene, trying to shatter records, absolutely incredible, takes a, and they were a hapless Chiefs organization. And that first year, if I can just take you back four years ago when um, my friend, the late and and wonderful, uh, God bless him, God rest his soul, Therese Paler told us, Mahomes is going to be an all-timer. And and, and Therese wasn't one to give way to hyperbole. And and the thing is, he's lived up, Patrick Mahomes, to every moment of those expectations. Four years in, and a reminder that even as goats go away, and eventually Brady will, we discussed it yesterday, there are going to be some talented dudes who are going to try to fill that void. Four years in, the Chiefs have made two Super Bowls. They've won a single Super Bowl. They've been in the AFC Championship game every one of those four seasons. And Diesel, you're back, baby. Jump in if I get this wrong. They won the AFC West, I believe, each of those years. I'm I'm 99.9% sure, and now I'm 100% sure because I'm getting the Diesel double guns, double fire guns. You did it, Ryder. And that's why for me tonight, Thursday Night Football game on Amazon, by the way, kind of a big step in the evolution of sports. We'll hit this a little bit in buy or sell. The first time a primetime game in the National Football League, will not be on conventional television unless you include the fact that I know Amazon made a deal with DirecTV to be in bars and restaurants, so if you don't have streaming, if you don't have broadband, in theory, you can go down, have a beer, have some wings, watch the game there. But this is a streaming operation. It's the future of the sport. And so there's a lot of things that are interesting about the game. First and foremost, I'm sure just the AFC West is really good. The Chargers are one of the favorites. The Chiefs are one of the favorites, not just in that division, but to be a real Super Bowl contender, it's a great showdown. But I want to, because I've talked a lot about how I think we are overlooking Kansas City. I think I've asked every NFL guest about it, and I'll bet I asked Steve Berline later in the show. By the way, I'm supposed to tell you that we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios, just so I don't forget. We need to cash out of your home in a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. Just got to get in there, man. We love, we love Rocket Mortgage. I used, well, I used Rocket Mortgage, so I paid off my mortgage. They're great. They're great. Adisa's got like 11 properties. They're probably all through. He's a, he's a mogul. We don't even know I'm not supposed to talk about that. The Chiefs have been overlooked. But I think the story of the night for me is a Chargers team, for all the reasons that are, that are right and that make sense, who have, that has been anointed as the next great thing in the National Football League. We, we talk about whether or not there's going to be another dark horse team like the Bengals. 
In fact, one of the guys, Kendall Baker, who does Axios, I think it's Kendall, Axios' sports newsletter in the morning, was on one of those teleconference calls with the with the, the folks, the dudes, who are doing the Thursday Night Football call tonight and asked them, who's the dark horse team this year? And I think somebody threw out the Ravens. And, oh, okay. and somebody threw out somebody else. And the Chargers become one of those teams that you can't call a dark horse team, right? You can't call a surprise because they're so good and they're so interesting and they're so amazing. Here's the thing. Tonight's game, the real meaning of tonight's game isn't even who wins or loses, although that'll be interesting and certainly important. It's a test for the Chargers whether or not they are actually in the class that all of us, myself included, have put them in as one of the better teams and one of the more possible championship-level teams in the NFL this year. I know their roster is really good. This is an organization that has not won or played in a playoff football game since 2018. And they got a single win in that run. Before that, their last playoff appearance, and they, they won a game in that, was 2013. And before that, you got to go back to 2008 for a playoff win. They've won two playoff games in, in 14 years. This isn't a juggernaut. And it's not as if under Justin Herbert, who is really talented and is considered by many the future of the game or one of the young future stars of the game, it's not as if like with Josh Allen, they've been on this clear upward path in now Los Angeles, previously San Diego, his tenure in Los Angeles, with the Chargers, where they're winning 10 or 11 games, and then they're kind of hitting a wall in the playoffs, like with the Ravens. We've seen Lamar Jackson take his team to the playoffs and win a bunch of games and not push through. Justin Herbert hasn't played in the postseason. Justin Herbert's only had a single season. He's had only two full seasons in the NFL, but a single season where he was a winning quarterback in the National Football League. No, man. It's a great game. It's a big game. But this is an acid test for whether or not the Chargers are legit. And I say that I I keep saying we as if the collective media, NFL talking heads, sports fans, the, the Tommy Muscles of the world, all of us have anointed the Chargers as the next big thing. And the truth is that I, I recognize their talent. And I'm open to the possibility that they're going to win a bunch of games this year. But I haven't gotten on that bandwagon. Because every time we talk about the AFC West, my answer is Chiefs number one, big, big golf, three really interesting teams in the AFC West after that. But I've gone Denver Broncos as the team that I think is most likely. to. That prediction did not get off to a great start in Seattle, but I still think that game was an anomaly. And I think they're going to be fine. And the Raiders are interesting. We'll see what they can do. I've seen that team play at a really high level. I've seen that team beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. I'm not sure the Chargers can do it tonight. And this will be the test for whether or not the Los Angeles Chargers, a second-class citizen in this market, in this city that I'm sitting in, a long-cursed team in the postseason that turned its back, most would argue, down in San Diego on its fan base and doesn't have a natural fan base or a natural home field advantage, that is loaded with talent, and there's a lot of guys they added, but Khalil Mack is a really important addition to that team, with a world-class quarterback, at least from a potential level, they don't even need to win tonight for me to come on the radio tomorrow, on a Friday, on Rider, than you hear on CBS Sports Radio, and to tell you, all right, the Chargers are legit. They're one of the contenders in one of the most crowded divisions that we've seen in a long time in a really crowded AFC. They have to play 
at the level of the Chiefs. They have to go blow for blow. They have to be in that game and look like they can compete. Because the Kansas City Chiefs are not just the most successful organization in football in the last four years. They are, by the way. They are. They got a ring. They've made two Super Bowls. They've dominated that division. And they have largely dominated the AFC. The Chiefs are the most dangerous thing when you are one of the dominant forces in sports. And that is underrated with very little pressure for a team that should have massive expectations and a chip on their shoulder because everybody and their brother and former receivers that play for that organization do nothing but when they talk about the Chiefs, say, oh, I mean, yeah, but. Yeah, but the AFC West. Yeah, but Russell Wilson. Yeah, but Justin Herbert, who hasn't won a playoff game in his life. Yeah, but Tyreek did point out that Tua throws a really nice spiral. That's actually his coach. Whatever. It all comes into the stew together. And the Chiefs sit back, and they take note. And Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, who's got this really interesting, chill vibe that disguises the cutthroat killer on the field you have to be. Kind of like Joe Montana had cool, right? And Tom Brady had, well, the Patriots way, I don't know, one game at a time-isms. Mahomes has his likability. But do not mistake the fact that these guys are the best team in the National Football League this year. They've been the best team in the National Football League over the last four years. They have the best quarterback in the National Football League for the next 15, eh, 15 is a little strong, 10 years if he stays healthy. And they've got everybody saying, ah, yeah, okay, maybe, but look at these shiny new things. That has motivated them. And you, excuse my French here. We saw them kick Arizona's ass as a result. They put up 44 points on a team, whether you buy it or don't buy it, that believes the Cardinals, their Super Bowl contenders, that, that wanted the last year looked into the past and looked at their schedule and looked at their season and squinted their eyes and said, well, the first nine games, best team. Let's not think about the end. They just destroyed a team that paid a quarterback a kabillion dollars with a G and then a B, a gabillion dollars, and were so worried that he was going to be offended, took out the clause that required him to, you know, study. The Chiefs went and destroyed that team. This is a giant test for the Chargers, and that is the story of Thursday Night Football. Are the Los Angeles Chargers, they are a talented roster. They have a really, really great young quarterback. They have an interesting head coach who did not have the most bright beginning to his illustrious career. This is a really interesting football team. But the test of whether they can live up to the massive expectations of one of the best in football, can win a Super Bowl, have a quarterback who can be as good or better as guys like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, the future of the game, this is the test. At Arrowhead, under the lights, Thursday night football, AFC West showdown, and there's more pressure on Los Angeles, which is shocking to me. There's more expectations on Los Angeles than the Chiefs team that have dominated for the last four years. Good luck, L.A. Give me the Chiefs all day, by the way. Two and a half? I think the Chiefs are going to win this game by 10 to 14 points, and if that happens, and if the Chiefs dominate, you're going to hear me come on the radio tomorrow and tell you, slow down, Chargers love. Slow it down. 855-212-4CBS if you want to give us a call. Uh, sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. I like to joke with D-Cell, but I'm not joking. So I guess I just like to pretend that I'm joking, that I want to do Writer Than You, the musical. This radio show is set to a musical. And, and, and Tom, I don't know if I ever told you this. this. This might be the inspiration. When I moved, I lived in L.A. I moved to L.A. for TV, I don't know, a billion years ago. It's a real number. Maybe, maybe it was nine, ten years ago. And then I had to move to New York for a couple of years to, to work with, with you guys at CBS Sports Radio, and then and I got to move back. 
And I love New York, but it's cool to be in L.A. When I flew to New York, La La Land. You ever, have you seen La La Land? I have not seen La La Land. Oh, my gosh, bro. It's a movie about two people in L.A. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, no, it's cool, bro. I mean, it's not cool. When I say cool, I mean it's like actually not cool. You haven't seen it. But, it's, oh, ambition and love and which one do we choose? And it's about sort of L.A. And there's a song. There's, they're all, there's music. It's a musical. And they keep breaking into a song. And it's really good. I was on the plane. It was kind of emotional because my kids were having to move. And it was all about, like, the love for L.A., but do you leave it? And I'm like, oh, man. And then people would break into a song. I would think, why? I mean, I like musicals. Like, yeah, actually, I actually don't like musicals. I like this one. Why? People don't break into song in the real world. Au contraire, writer. You missed yesterday a caller breaking into song and serenading Andrew Bogish. So we're going to play that for you as just proof that Rider Than You, the musical, is something that can happen. And we're going to talk about LeBron James calling out aggressively and accurately the NBA. The yin and the yang. The magic continues next here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show on this Thursday. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for listening. Robert Sarver, accused in a comprehensive ESPN.com piece. Excellent, excellent journalism of misogynistic and racist behavior, abusive behavior in the workplace, emotionally, over the course of many years. And the NBA launched an independent investigation, and it came back, as you know, I'm sure this week, having found that Sarver, according to the investigation at least, did in fact act in a way that was misogynistic, racist, and inappropriate in the workplace, those are the allegations that were put forth by, by that investigation. And the punishment from the NBA is, drumroll please, a one-year suspension and $10 million. $10 million, by the way, is the most under the parameters of the NBA that he can be fined. And it's not enough. And you know and I know and everybody knows it. Donald Sterling, who should have had his team taken away, is no longer an owner in the NBA because he had, there was a tape of it. That's what it comes down to. It's not about what's right or wrong. 
it's about what the NBA and any league can get away with. The standard isn't consistent. That's clear. And I was asked on, on CBS Sports HQ, actually, maybe last night or the night before, is there going to be momentum to remove Sarver for there to be more punishment? And the real answer is, I think part of the reason that, that Sterling was, was taken out correctly, again, is because you and I and fans and media cared enough that it was a rolling, continuous story. The Sarver story hasn't been. And the reaction from players and the reaction from media and the reaction, frankly, from fans over the coming days is going to dictate whether or not there's momentum for more punishment. It's not what the NBA wants. LeBron James on Twitter last night saying, our league definitely got this wrong. That's an exact quote. That is significant. I mean, there's a lot of other voices. Chris Paul has weighed in. The National Basketball Players Association, their executive director, has weighed in saying that he should never hold a managerial, Mr. Sarver, managerial position in, in the league again. But the real power, if you're going to force the NBA to do what it doesn't want to do, and that's have a fair standard, for Sarver, because he's one of the owners. Silver works for him, man. I mean, people can be as moralistic about whatever they want, whenever they want. The moment they got to criticize or make a difficult decision on their company, on their boss, it's hard. People often, most people often can't and won't do it. And that hypocrisy and the position Adam Silver's in from the hero of the Sterling saga to the guy that is trying to just move on past the Sarver thing, was perfectly epitomized in his press conference. Silver's, the NBA commissioner's press conference yesterday. When our buddy Howard Beck, this is a long clip, but I think it's worth hearing. Howard Beck asked a pointed, excellent journalist question, and you're going to hear an insufficient answer, and a commissioner, Adam Silver, who's usually loquacious and on top of things, who isn't, because there's no way to answer this question from Howard Beck in a way that makes sense and sounds proper. I think everybody in this room would agree that if any of us had said or done even a small percentage of the things that Robert Sarver has been shown to have said and done, we would be fired. And I assume that anybody working at Olympic Tower, if they had done even a percentage of that, would be fired. And anybody who worked for any of your 30 teams would easily be fired. Why would there be a different standard? And understanding the complications of removing an owner, why should there be a different standard for the owner of an NBA team than there would be for everybody who works in this league? Fair question. I don't want to say you you alluded to it, Howard, that there are particular rights here of someone who owns an NBA team as to some as opposed to somebody who's an employee. I, I the equivalent of a ten million dollar fine and a one year suspension. I don't know how to measure that against a job, but I have certain authority by virtue of this organization. And that's what I exercised. Um, I don't have the right to take away his team. I don't want to rest on that neat legal point because, of course, there could be a process to take away someone's team in this league. It's very involved. And I ultimately made the decision that it didn't rise to that level. But to me, the consequences are severe here on Mr. Sarver. Reputationally, it's hard to even make those comparisons to somebody who commits an inappropriate act in the workplace in somewhat of an anonymous fashion versus what is a, a huge public issue now ar around this person. So the, there's no neat answer here. I mean, it's other, other than owning property, the rights that come with, with, with owning an NBA team, um, you know, how that's set up within our Constitution, um, 
what it would take to remove that team, you know, from his control is a very involved process. And it's different than holding a job. It just is when, when, when you actually um, own a, a team. It's, a, it's, it's just a very different proposition. Maybe I could swallow that garbage. Maybe. I'm not really inclined in that direction. But let's say that I could if there weren't a perfect comparison to Donald Sterling. The same challenges, the same constitution, the same so-called rights to uh, have the rules, I guess. Is that what Silver's saying? Apply to you differently as an owner of an NBA team than an employee of one. All of that garbage that maybe I could, maybe I could, I could choke down if I had to is, uh, is impossible knowing the way in which those issues were navigated swiftly, efficiently, and mercilessly as it related to, to, Donald, to Donald Sterling. I understand some of you, and I think wrongly, don't care that Sarver did this. I think that's, a, I think that's wrong. But the reality is, beyond what your, your views are on this topic, Sarver's acts in a way that is absolutely unacceptable in American culture, is unacceptable in the workplace. And by the way, I've, been, I've worked for a guy who was an abusive piece of crap and a powerful person, and don't know that he was racist, certainly know that he was misogynistic, but in my inter- I, I, neither of those things apply to me as a white dude. I, I am, I am um, spared in a way that obviously many people in this country aren't from that. He was just an awful person. And, and to see someone wield that power in a way that is destructive to people's lives and careers, it, it's a real thing, man. It, it's terrible. And the person I'm referring to had a position of power at a newspaper, but wasn't the owner of an NBA team and didn't control every facet of a, of a billion-dollar organization. That alone should be enough for Sarver to go. But let's not forget that the NBA is a very diverse place in terms of the people who put the product out and the people who consume that product. And Sarver should have offended everyone, in my opinion, but has certainly offended many of the people that the NBA relies on to play the sport and who watched the sport? It's untenable and it's unacceptable. And Chairman Adam Silver for, for not having the, the moral fortitude to do what he could have done. He had cover with, with uh, Sterling because there was a tape. He just had to do the right thing here and he wouldn't do it. All right, that's it. That's what I got. I'm not gonna, I don't want to belabor too long. If you want to call us, 855-2124-CBS. If you're on hold, I see some of you calling in. Stick with us. We'll, we'll try to get to those calls. We appreciate you calling in Dallas and everywhere else where the phone lines are, are ringing. Um, but I do want to turn away from an ugly story and bring us to something beautiful, which is which is D-Cell and, and Bogish reunited and, 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 and back. And, and, and I can tell you this, Tom. Andrew really said he missed you yesterday. And that I'm on the air, you can play it back. He really did. I find that hard to believe because I got some tweets yesterday on my day off that maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm the bad guy. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Can you read it to me? Pointing to me? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but maybe I'm the bad guy in the equation of writer Bogish and myself that I'm the issue. I'm the problem. We've got incredibly astute listeners. I mean, that 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 is um. That is a real. I, I mean, like I, I'm a little I'm, offended. Well, a but, little offended. But are they wrong? Whether they're right or not wrong, not the point. Whether they're right or wrong, you can't question whether or not I missed you yesterday by what somebody else tweeted at you. I didn't send those tweets from my account. I. You're didn't, not Ducky Hines. No, I didn't. I didn't. 
Maybe did I like that one? I didn't say those like things. It. Did you actually? I think you pinned it to uh, to your page. Can, can I? Can <laughs> I, I read it on a T-shirt? Wearing them tomorrow. Here's what Ducky Hines uh, said on Twitter. In D cells absence. Morning, fellas. Colorblind Bill. I'm colorblind Bill. Oh, we all get shots here. Colorblind Bill and Youth Pastor Drew. Uh, great show as usual. I think rom-com Tommy Muzzles might be the problem. We love the guy, but he bails on drinks. Correct. Doesn't invite friends to weddings. That's true. And birthday parties. Wow. Sigh. Tom might be a bad guy. This is why, guys, in a, in a life, in a show, anything, you need something to break through the noise. You need music. Right? And I keep bringing up Brighter Than You, the musical, and the counter argument I get from people, Tom, is nobody breaks into song in the real world. Nobody breaks into song like in La La Land. Oh, but yesterday, Bogish, we got a phone call from Brian. It was Brian in Vegas. You'll hear here eventually serenaded youth pastor Drew. Come on, give Bogish a, a little break here. Dude, he does everything. He's like the, the I'm every woman. It's up to me. So, dude. Thank you. Let's talk about, let's talk about uh, Wilson. I mean, that. I think it, it's what you missed, and I think it's a great point, the love that we should be showing Andrew. I don't even want love. I just want an acknowledgement of reality. I said on the air yesterday that I missed D-Cell. I said that I was nervous, as always, to do buy or sell because D-Cell has done it so well. I, I don't want to let him down in his segment. And those are all true feelings that I said from my heart, from my head. No one emailed me a script. You should say this. Nothing like that. No one suggested it. I said it's a good idea. Those were my words and my feelings. And then with no proof, no substance, no leg to stand on, you come in here and go, he didn't miss me yesterday. I just, I I don't think that should be allowed. Listen, I heard it went well yesterday. I'm certainly not going to sing to you. I'm not going to serenade you. Um, I heard you did a nice job. It was. You did, I thought. I thought you. Were, I thought it was excellent. Thank you. But it was really Pat Boyle. I mean, it was Pat Boyle's questions. I was just the messenger. Pat did a nice job on, on the buy or sell. He did. No landmines for you. No. It, nobody was mean to Pat on Twitter about the show. Just me. I mean, to be fair. To be fair. You do have some personality quirks that are interesting. <laughs> interesting. Are we using air quotes for that? <laughs> if you need them, if you need them, we I, we we uh we missed you, Bogey. I'm I always miss Andrew. I mean, I miss Andrew. You know, thirty seconds from well, it won't be thirty seconds. Four minutes from now. Um, I will say that today's shirt looks great. Thank you. It's sharp. It may fit. It may fit a, a visual profile that 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 I came up with earlier this week. I, that's all. I'm just, you know, what I'm but saying. But would youth pastor Drew be wearing shorts with this shirt? I can't a, see. That's what I, real I me is doing right now. I can't see. So you're 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 a human mullet. You're you're you yeah. know you're, you're you're youth pastor up top, and you're I you know a- Andy Bogues on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have a confession. I can't stop thinking about Youth Pastor ever since Bill mentioned it. Uh, I can't get out of my head every time I look at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a compliment. It is, but I just All can't right. stop. Hold on. I'm re- it saying you look like a youth pastor is not a put down. First of all, very uh... respected. How is it a put down? You have to win over the congregation and the kids. <laughs> I think you're it's a... you're I... moralistic and educated. I I think. 
it connects to what you're predisposed to be thinking about a youth pastor. So, like, I think I would use that reference in a negative way. It sounds like Diesel would as well. You want it to be positive, which is fine, so thank you. You're welcome. But it's it's 50-50 when you present it how someone's going to take it. Really? Yes. I'm Catholic, so I've never had a youth pastor in my life, right? It's kind of a different... Nobody's putting down youth pastors. Oh, I think you guys are. Their attire in which they dress, I don't know that anybody would say it's fashionable. I don't know that anyone's striving to dress like a youth pastor. Nobody would say it's unfashionable. I think it's like very business casual with a little bit thrown in for the kids. Like That seems to me... For the kids? <laughs> yeah, because you're a youth pastor. So yeah. you have to connect, you I'm wearing know? SpongeBob socks. <laughs> so lure them into I, church. I hate that show, by the way. That show is creepy. It's not Alice in Wonderland creepy, but it's close. That is a nightmare scape posing as a cartoon. Yeah, my wife and I have put our foot down with the kids watching it, and they're really mad that they can't watch it because everybody else does, but it just it just seems wrong. It's awful. Yeah. Are there still new episodes? Because I feel like it's been on for like almost 30 years now. It's not that old, but I'm pretty sure there are episodes, and there was definitely a movie oh, recently-ish. It's got to it be mid-90s. There's a movie of SpongeBob pants. Yeah, I think it was... SquarePants. I think it was the, uh, the Starfish is Squish- guy. I think he was more... Wait, what's the show called? Sure. <laughs> it's SpongeBob SquarePants. Not That's Sponge the name Bob- of the show? Well, it's not SpongeBob Pants. <laughs> I don't care. It's Spon- a night... It began in 99, so we got 23 years of SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh. <laughs> You're making fun of me now. <laughs> this is the one you want to hone in on. This is the... All right. It's not SpongeBob Pants? It's SquarePants? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Close you, enough. What color is he? He's dying over here. What color is he? He's yeah. yellow, right? Oh, okay, good. All right. Proud of you. Oh, because I'm colorblind. I got... Yeah. I got... Yeah. Uh, I got I got the joke. I don't it know why that one in. that one hit my funny bone. I don't know. Why. <laughs> SpongeBob pants. I thought it was called SpongeBob pants. <laughs> why is it square pants? Is he wearing square pants? Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 really not a square though. He's a rectangle. Right. Yeah. That's true. Oh, the pants aren't square. No, he's the, square. I mean, yeah, but the pants are square because he's square. He's a rectangle. He's squared off. He's got edge. He's got four corners. <laughs> We went down a rat. We went down a. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't have gotten farther it's away from Robert Sarver. It's not even buy or sell yet. It's true. It's fair. I just, I did like, I did like Brian in Vegas just calling in and singing to you, buddy. I, I really. <laughs> That's where this turned. I really, I really did. All right, we got to do some NFL bets. I was going to ask you real quick, Bogus, because I'm, I'm on this game. Do you, uh, Chiefs, I uh, two and a half point favorites. Last I saw. Do you like Kansas City? I do. I do too. I do. Right. I do. I think they're a little they're a little PO'd by losing this game early last year. They want some revenge. I like home teams on the short weeks. Yeah, I would do that. All right. Uh Bogues and I, Andy Bogues and Pastor. Andrew, is that what do you I can't even remember. Youth, Youth Pastor, Pastor Andrew. Yeah. Thank you. 
Yeah, I'm totally thrown now by the SpongeBob pants, but it's not SpongeBob pants thing. Nope. I think that's a Mandela effect. Anyway, Bogues and I are on the same page. I'll give you four more picks. We got Bet Rider. We got NFL bets coming. <laughs> Keep it together, D Cell. Coming up after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. What's going on? Diesel, good to have you back, buddy. It's good to be back. I enjoy talking to you. I don't know if I enjoy talking to Bogus as much. Wow. One thing we discussed in the air yesterday, you should hear it, is I, I did say to Andrew, I don't think Diesel's joking when he's joking. And Bogus <laughs> goes, I know, man, it hurts my feelings. Why don't you just mull on that? On the... um. The toll that your attacks may take on Andrew while we attempt to uh, take a toll out on Vegas. It's time for NFL bets. Bill makes the tough picks so you can fade accordingly. It's time for Bet Rider with Bill. Let's go. Let's make some money. See, look, dude, like we are right on the path. For some magic, magic. Um, I um, I love the Chiefs tonight. I love the Chiefs tonight in this game. They are. I got. I got Kansas City. Excuse me, I misspoke earlier. Minus three and a half. I think that they are going to beat. And I know the Chargers beat them last year at Arrowhead, if I remember right. And I and took them what to overtime. I think in another game. I, but it's different when you have the mantle of massive expectation. It's one thing to be an up-and-coming, promising team, and Justin Herbert, can they make it work? It's another to be one of the favorites, and that's that's 100% what they are. I love Kansas City in this game. And the Chiefs were a little off last year, and they made the AFC Championship game should have won it, by the way. They're just a little out of rhythm the entirety of the year. Now, that number for Kansas City is is all over the place. It's largely moved to minus four. Do you want to try to talk me out of it, Tom? No, not at all. I actually am surprised this number is as low as it is. I would have thought it was more like a touchdown. Um, I love the Chiefs tonight. I would take this number probably all the way up to six and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I feel like you're getting a ton of value. I'm, I'm hitting it. I'm hitting it pretty hard. The other game that I really like, and I and, and this is where there's a there's a rejoin we play sometimes. Unfortunately, it's going to be that rejoin where it's like I watched. Hard knocks, and the coach is cool, and so maybe I'm. It's all gonna work out. Here's money that I'll never see again, and maybe I'm doing that again. I like, 
I like I like I like Detroit as uh as a favorite, man. I mean I, I, I think I got him at two and a half. The number is down to one and a half in, in some places. So I'm you know, I'm I'm minus two and a half against the commanders. I just I thought Detroit played well in week one. I think they play hard for, for Dan Campbell. I I think they're gonna beat bad teams this year. I think they're gonna be improved, so I think they're gonna beat bad teams and I I don't think the commanders are that good, and I don't believe in Carson Wentz. So give me uh, and the games in Detroit. Give me, give me the Lions, dog. Let's I can't, go. I can't do it. I can't Come take on. the Lions as a favorite. I know Carson Wentz is on the other side. I just can't trust the Lions. They're the favorite for the first time in what feels like eons. I get it. They are improved. They play hard for Dan Campbell. I'm staying away from this one. The great thing about um being a Bears fan is you just know that your team is not very good and you know the Packers are very good especially when the Packers play the Bears something Aaron Rodgers has discussed Aaron Rodgers record against the Bears is ridiculous now I got it at nine and a half again the line has moved you can actually find eight and a half and you can you can tease it down but it's it's mostly ten now I just I think the Packers the Bears not very good their win was a fluke and anomaly they could be playing any good football team, and they're going to lose by a bunch. The Packers are a whole other deal in the games in Green Bay. The Packers are going to beat them by three touchdowns. Easy money. Sunday night football. Aaron Rodgers will be ready to go. Listen, there might be more drops. We might get another great soundbite from Aaron Rodgers. I think the Packers win this one going away. The field won't be covered in water. It's not going to be a sloppy game like last week against the 49ers. Ah. I think the Packers went big. Uh, Monday Night Football, I'm betting both those games, too. I know they're next week, but really quickly, Tennessee, unfortunately, I locked it in at, at their underdogs, 7.5-point underdogs at Buffalo. Uh, the, the numbers moved mostly to 10. I'm at 7.5. That's I just I went too soon, but that's that's where we are. I, I think Tennessee's a good football team. I think they're going to be okay. I know Buffalo is incredible. I know what they did against the Rams, but they were a little shaky and didn't take advantage of some situations in the first half. I think Buffalo probably wins. I'd much rather be at 10. But I, I like Tennessee to, to, to play a close game, Tom. I think, they're, I think they're a really good football team. Really, really quick aside. Do you like the doubleheader on Monday night? And this one, I don't even know if it qualifies as a doubleheader because they're only a little over an hour no. apart kickoff. I think it's a mistake, and I'd love to have an explanation. No, because you're absolutely right. I'm going to have to watch one on the big TV and one on the other TV. I like when it's a standalone game. Call me crazy. I know more football the better, With but I don't, I don't really like this. I'm on the West Coast. Like, put one of the games on, you know, at um, at at eight o'clock at night, my time, eleven o'clock at night, your time, and you guys can stay up even later. Fine, but no, this is like it starts at four fifteen my time, but then like there's overlap. I don't. I also like, I also like the Eagles, man. As two point, it's mostly two now. I got it at two and a half again. I need to be more patient when I bet, but uh. And you can get it one and a half someplace. I I don't I don't buy the Vikings, man. Call me crazy. I'm buying into Kirk kissing cousins. I was you impressed. Are. I was impressed in week one. Listen, the, got... the, the Eagles are a good team. They're not an elite team. They're not a great team. I think I, I, don't know. I could be swayed into Minnesota here. I think the Eagles could be elite outside of their quarterback, and I think he could be serviceable. You've got a soft place in your heart for for um talented QBs who put up stats but are losers. I really do. Maybe that says yeah. something about me. I mean, Dak, Dak, who's the next Kissing Cousins, Dak, I need a good name for Prescott. Oh, Lack Prescott. <laughs> That's a good one. Because he lacks what he needs in the big moments. 
Who's the next failed talent? I'll have to mull it over. I don't want it. I mean, this year I'm on Miami's bandwagon. I really want Tua to succeed, but I think even if they do, I don't necessarily think he has monster stats this year. In big games? I I think it's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's the next. Oh, yeah. Look one of these right here. Touch the nose, point at the person. Don't know what it means, but it feels cool. Uh, those are the lines that I really... It's a tough... I think it's kind of a tough week. I, I like Miami getting three and a half going to Baltimore, but I don't like betting road dogs. I just don't like doing it. And Tua, to your point, is such a question mark still that I don't really want to put money down on that game. I actually think Jacksonville, because I like home dogs, as a four, four and a half point underdog against a Colts team that did not look very good in week one is is interesting, but I haven't pulled the trigger on those bets yet, Tommy. I can see why. As soon as you brought up that game, I was hesitant. The Colts, I mean, you got to beat the Texans. They played ugly. All right, let's do this. We've got um, pretty exciting, I think. We've got, we got Steve Berline coming up on the show to talk to NFL. And this comes from my buddy Adam Klug. I've got a surprise for Bogus and Diesel that has to do with aliens and UFOs. Oh, yeah, buddy. Throw your hands up all you want. Just look at the sky where they're at. All that's coming up here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t